In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in Christ, at this Christmas time, our care and delight to hear again the message of the angels. And in heart and mind go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass and the babe lying in a manger. Therefore, let us read and mark in Holy Scripture the tale and loving purposes of God from the first days of our disobedience unto the glorious redemption brought us by this holy child. But first, let us pray for the needs of the whole world, for peace on earth and goodwill among all his people, for the unity of faith and the confession of the truth within the brotherhood of the church which he came to build, and especially in this, our Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. And because this would rejoice his heart, let us remember in his name the poor, the helpless, the cold, the hungry, the oppressed, the sick and them that mourn, the lonely and the unloved, the aged and the little children, and all those who know not the Lord Jesus or love him not, or who by sin and impenitence have grieved his heart of love, that they might return to him in repentance and faith. Lastly, let us remember before God all those who rejoice with us, but upon another shore and in greater light, that multitude which no man can number, whose hope was in the word made flesh, and with whom, in the Lord Jesus, we are one forevermore. These prayers and praises let us humbly offer up to the throne of heaven in the words which Christ himself hath taught us. Our
how sinful Adam that he has lost the life of paradise and that the seed of the woman will bruise the serpent's head. They heard the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree, I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth of, for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of, you, for out of it you are taken. For dust you are, and to dust you shall return. This is the word of the Lord.
Abraham is called to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. In the seed of Abraham, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and the knife, and the two of them went together. <coughs> but Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And then, then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked. And there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. This is the word of the Lord.
The prophet Isaiah foretells the birth of the Savior. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice, from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The Christ descends from Jesse and is anointed with the Holy Spirit. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor by, decide by the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. The wolf shall also dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and the little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, who shall stand as a banner to the people, for the Gentiles shall seek him, and his resting place shall be glorious. This is the word of the Lord.
angel Gabriel announces the conception of the Son of God to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was greatly troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the... And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born to you will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who is called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
St. Luke announces the birth of Jesus under the emperor Caesar Augustus. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. This is the word of the Lord.
The angel of the Lord announces the birth of Christ to the shepherds. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. 
you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
the wise men are led by the star to Jesus. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me, that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. This is the word of the Lord.
St. John unfolds the mystery of the Incarnation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord.
name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is true beauty? Beauty always has something behind it. Truth. When you say, what a beautiful painting, you are looking at a created artifact. You say that a painting is beautiful because it reflects the careful attention and design of the painter. The beauty, the beauty you see in the painting truthfully points back to the action done by the painter. The same is said when you describe a family as beautiful. What a beautiful family. There's a truth behind it in how the actions of what they say to each other, how they act towards each other. They listen to one another. They bear each other's burdens. They forgive each other. A beautiful family is full of peace and joy. And so to say something beautiful is to say that it is put into good order by true and loving actions. Now the garden was extremely beautiful and it's a well-ordered place for the man and the woman to live in. And the creator continued and kept on to keep it in order. When they hid in their sin, they tried to hide the disorder that they had caused for themselves. 
Yet God acted out of his fatherly love towards his created artifacts, his beautiful artwork. In love, he said, where are you? He asked, and God set his family back in order, giving beautiful fig leaves for them to cover themselves up with. And he promised the coming seed that would bruise Satan's head, God himself. The word made flesh would grow and hang on a tree, cruciform, in order to reorder the ugly lives of every man and every woman. How beautiful. See, there is truth behind God's beauty. God's actions are truth. They're called the beautiful exchange, much greater than the sacrifice offered by Abraham, Isaac on the mountain. When only sin, death, and violence seemed imminent, the Lord provides a sacrificial ram in Isaac's stead. And then by the Lord's command, Isaac is saved. Beautiful. And it is the same for you. For all your disordered actions, the Lord has an ordered, beautiful response. For unto us the Lord did exchange his son as a beautiful answer to all of our disorder. That's true beauty, that the Lord would give life where no life is possible. He puts the lamb and the wolf together. And although when you think that would happen, that there would be violence and death, yet the Lord promises peace and safety. His actions are truth. He gives comfort and joy. When you see a dead stump in the ground, you don't expect to have it grow into a full tree. And yet the Lord promises from this stem of Jesse life that would come. David's son, Jesus the Christ. You would not expect life from an elderly woman's womb, nor her cousin who had never known a man. Yet with God all things are possible. Beauty from a disordered state put into the life and truth coming from Mary's womb. It is true beauty shed for you, given for you. And so when you hear people say things about beauty, pause for a moment to think about whether said beauty has truth behind it. You've seen photoshopped images, auto-tuned songs, virtual reality is coming. It's very easy to get lost thinking that beauty is for its own sake and that beauty is not for something behind it. Truth. See, real beauty always points to truth. Take the music that you all have just sung here this afternoon. The music here is beautiful because there is truth of God's word behind every word you've sung. This joy and warmth here is the true joy and warmth because Christ is true. Christians, see, have something to care about, something when they sing, there is substance behind what they sing. And in this Advent season, when everybody else calls it the Christmas gift season, all the songs and all the beautiful things leading up to it do not have truth behind them, not like the words of Scripture do here. 
You don't go to a restaurant for the napkins and for the silverware and for the food containers. You go for the food. And so a Christmas carol is a beautiful container for food, the word of God sung, the well-ordered liturgy of word and sacrament. Here you have word and music, lesson and carol, in and with the music, you might say. It is the highest form of well-ordered art, music. Not only is music the art as a combination of acoustic physics, of calculated mathematics, of clever poetry and convincing rhetoric, these are just the container. But the truth behind it is the word, given and shed for you, the word of Christ born, grown, died, and risen for you. Listen again to the words that you just heard sung. Little lamb, peer in the stall. See the lamb of God for all. Wonder how this sacrifice silently will pay the price. Through the valley he will tread up to a hill to bow his head. In a garden he will rise. Pastures green will be the prize. Weary shepherd, come find rest. In a stable, be a guest. Gather near your shepherd good. He can lead where no one could. Staff and rod he himself will bear. Streams of life with you to share. In his house forever dwell. His unending mercies tell. Now that is a true beauty. The words here sung the words and story of scripture given for you, you might think the beauty also of the carols that you sung, repeated stanzas ingrained into your brain, catechizing you like children with repetition that it's stuck in your head, a catchy earworm, you might say, of true beauty. What more could parents ask for their children to sing except God's wondrous works? It is the joyful food that God gives us to feed children and families, to feed God's family. That's you. What a beautiful family that sings together and receives the word of God together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Grant, almighty God, that the birth of your only begotten Son in human flesh may set us free, who through sin are held in bondage. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, as you make us glad by the yearly festival of the birth of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, Grant that we, who joyfully receive him as our Redeemer, may with sure confidence behold him when he comes to be our judge, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. May he, who by his incarnation gathered into one, all things heavenly and earthly, fill you with the sweetness of God's good peace and good will, and the blessing of the God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.